Relationships matter in both the digital and in the physical world. I'm Ryan Becker, Director of Advisor Engagement with CI's Advisor Consulting Practice Management Team. Welcome to Consulting Insights. Today's discussion is going to center in on the importance of relationships in a digital world. And this year, we spent a lot of time talking to advisors about their digital tools and about how to maximize their effectiveness. And I think it's going to be an ongoing conversation as we're sure the digital tools aren't going anywhere. So for the conversation today, I'm joined by another member of the practice management team. Claudio Cipolla, Director of Campaigns. A quick bio on Claudio, he brings over 10 years of experience in the financial services industry. He began his career as a financial advisor and he was working with high net worth families. And then he pivoted, he pivoted to leading high performing teams and growing their practices. He recently completed his executive MBA in Boston. He's got a depth of experience and he provides strategic best practices via conversations and then presentations to advisors across Canada. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Claudio. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for the humble introduction. I'm uh, very happy to be here. Hey, I, I appreciate you carving out some time. Um, so one of, the, one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on is that you recently wrote a blog, and the blog was about the importance of relationships in a digital world. And I thought that is an extremely timely piece, especially because we're emerging from behind our screens to an extent. Um, and I don't think either of us believe that these digital components are going away. So talk to me about why you felt compelled to write this blog. Absolutely. So I've been having a lot of discussions with investment advisors over the past couple of years. And one topic that consistently comes up is relationships. Mm -hmm. During the pandemic, advisors were faced with the challenge of keeping those relationships strong in this uh, digital environment. So I put together some strategies to help advisors succeed in this environment. Okay. Yeah, it, it's been coming up in my conversations too. And I think especially on the prospecting side, and we've both commented and had some conversations around that research that talks about that advisors are only spending about 14% of their week prospecting and marketing, um, mm -hmm. which, and that to me is really future relationship building. It's future relationship building with connections. And just yeah. for context, for those that are listening, the number was about 20% of their, their time pre-March uh, 2020. So let's dig in. You outlined four areas um, in your blog, hyper-personalization one, um, two, expertise, three, high engagement, four, uniqueness. I'm curious, like why, why are we highlighting these areas? Well, Ryan, these concepts are not completely new. Mm -hmm. Many clients expect this in a non-digital world too. Yeah. But with the pandemic pivoting everything to digital, they're craving this experience even more. So these areas of focus are critical to providing a personalized experience in a digital environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's interesting as there are really those universal truths to building relationships that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. However, like on, on these digital mediums, we tend to forget about those things. Like take social media, for example, done right, advisors and clients are being social. Um, mm -hmm. on social media. But if you're just treating it like media, then I don't find that your results are as impactful. Exactly. Exactly. One of the other points you make is, um, and you know, I find this comes up in my conversations with advisors as well, is that shift from customized to personalized. Um, mm -hmm. Now, it, it might seem like semantics. Um, however, I think it's a really important point that you bring up. If you could just highlight you know, what you mean by this concept. Sure. So let me give you a real world example. 
Perfect. When we think of the, the most successful brands out there, what usually stands out? And when we think it's, it, it's their customer experience. And in a digital world, this is often referred to as a user experience. Mm-hmm. I, use, I use the example of, of Google Maps in my blog. And that allows you to go and customize your favorite places like restaurants and a common place you commute to, like work. Mm-hmm. And people love this experience because it feels customized to their needs. However, you need to go a step further to become personalized. And that's where relationships come in. Because mm-hmm. digital experiences can only go so far. And where advisors can add the most value is leveraging the strength of those relationships with the areas I outlined in my article. What you said that I really like um, is about that customer or user experience. And, mm-hmm. and some of the benefits there of digital are about the ability to reach more. You know, hopefully you get a productivity and maybe some information boost as well, but breaking through that templated feel to, to demonstrate that I see you, I hear you, and I understand you, it takes a lot of intention in, in your communication strategies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I was just reading an article the other day, and it mentioned that one third of advised investors would entrust more assets to their current advisor because of hyper-personalized experiences. And I think that's great. Um, But to say that you just increase personalization is one thing. How do you actually do it in a digital world? So hyper-personalization actually refers to accurately addressing all the needs of your clients in every interaction. So this means getting rid of the generic approach that's supposedly standard across your offering. Mm -hmm. This is essentially what customers don't want anymore. So customer sentiment is shifting away from the big box experience and going back to the good old boutique experiences where, you know, in a non-digital world, back in the good old days, everybody knew your name and knew everything about you. So advisors have to replicate that in a digital environment. They need to go further than a simple discovery call and a needs analysis and dig deeper into what's going on personally and professionally. Hyper-personalization is also felt through every mean of communication. And we've been chatting a lot about, you know, communication digitally. Some some interesting stats here, 74% of clients are more engaged when communication is personalized. So advisors have to integrate a direct personal touch at every digital interaction. That's a great point. And, you know, I, I think about the break for me in, in the physical world is through the course of the pandemic, we've been trying to find some more local businesses to go out and support. So if we're going to take out or something like that, and there's a, there's a diner by us, and I always go in and it's a family owned business and the mom will always come out and have a quick conversation. I love those interactions. And, and it's one of the reasons that I'm supporting them now and will continue to support them uh, moving forward. So as an advisor today, I feel like you have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to digital tools. We've got email, CRM, video conferencing, web analytics, social media, like your toolbox is full of of digital content and tools. And these all pull your attention in a lot of different ways. They take a lot of different skill sets in which to incorporate. Each can be helpful, but what do investors prefer? Well, some research that we've seen recently is that investors prefer phone calls, email, and then in-person communication as their top three methods of communication. And then it's video conferencing coming in at fourth. So spending your whole day on Twitter, not necessarily the the best way to communicate with clients, but um, doing a bit will help in your overall relationship building, especially for for prospecting content. So let's talk through a couple of ideas. 
what ways for advisors could they use tools to enhance their client experiences and relationships? Well, you touched on some good points and I'm going to, I'm going to circle back to my article when I talk about high engagement, Okay. because I believe that the trick is to engage often and be consistent. You're right in saying there's so many tools and at times advisors don't know where to start. So integrating a strategy that mixes it up is often the best way to go. So for example, we know that clients appreciate the personal approach. A phone call, like you said, is great, but what's a more effective way to reach a larger audience and have a similar impact? It's video. So working digitally, this is the best way to client for clients to see your face, hear what you're up to. So my advice on this end is create some short videos and share them on your social media platforms, perhaps even once a month on the video side. And another great way to enhance relationships from a distance is to share your expertise regularly. So when we say high engagement and engaging often and being consistent, there's a lot of effective ways to do this. And one that we have to point out and often has the highest engagement rate from a client's perspective is emails. So again, impacting a large audience, you need to be consistent in your delivery and aim to send an email newsletter once a month. And the key here is to maybe have a two-week interval between both engagements. So video and email, allowing clients to have both a personal and professional digital experience. Hmm. I, I like that. I've, I've tried to incorporate some video into my approach. And although I, I've been described as having a, a face for podcasts, um, <laughs> getting over that hump, um, that, that was the, the biggest challenge for me is just doing it the first time. And then it became, it became easier as time came on. And another thing that I wanted to hone in on is something that you said. Um, and let's give a real world example. So like, let's talk about meme stocks. Um, so I'm not going to give any recommendation, no thoughts, <laughs> good, bad, whatever. Um, but it's been extremely topical over the course of the last year. So sending an article to mm-hmm. some of your clients about that, that you enjoyed about the topic you found was interesting, a brief reason why you liked it, and then why you were researching, it demonstrates to your clients that you're doing your due diligence, you're providing your expertise, you're demonstrating your value to them. It's little things that like that that can help when it comes to utilizing digital mediums. Like any thoughts on on that? Is that a good approach when it comes to you know to building your relationships or? Absolutely, especially from a from a, a digital approach and, and from a distance, it's a great way to show that you're on top of your game. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about, and I'll circle back to my article again, and we talk about expertise as one of the top points, you know, showcasing your expertise on a consistent basis can be done in, in many ways. It doesn't have to be direct, it can be indirect. And, and what mm-hmm. you just mentioned is an indirect way of doing that. So following, you know, for example, CI Global Asset Management portfolio managers and you know utilizing the content that we put out regularly mm-hmm. is also a great way for advisors to engage clients right yep. like we said it shows are on top of their game and they're they're basically relaying the message to their clients in an indirect way that this is important information you should pay attention to and it could be market related it could mm-hmm. be you know just a simple outlook what's going on um you know in canada you know this, mm-hmm. we've been we've been faced with a challenging year so at times you know 
just having a different perspective of what's going on out there because often we've been you know uh, secluded to maybe our, our own uh, our own area so this is you know this is a nice way sometimes to to you know shed some light on on maybe an article that somebody wouldn't have seen and and linkedin is a great way to do this because with linkedin um a lot of people know that you can reach a large audience relatively quickly yeah. first second third degree connections you can do this through hashtags with certain topics like you know finance financial advising investments um so definitely definitely from what you're saying it's it's a great way to engage and uh and, you know, just to finish my sentence there there's you can engage directly and indirectly yeah i i, I like the fact too that you bring up of just using some of your um your providers and and some of the content that they have you don't have to always be creating and this content you can be curating it essentially what you read and, and sending it out and so exactly th- there's another great point that you made um and that's about um about phone being a great method and newsletters and email as well. And I'm going to lump, I'm, I'm going to lump these in and I'm going to try to coin a phrase here, but I'm going to say these are old school digital. Yeah. So, um, you know, your newsletters or email, the, the, the original uh, methods for communicating digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's not forget about the road less traveled. I think when it comes to these, because you're seeing them really engaging when it comes to a digital medium, Mm-hmm. But think about things that cut through the noise. So I'm going to use a personal example. And sure. I've got my, my two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they, their grandparents live about 15 minutes down the road. Um, and maybe it's once a month or every couple of months, they'll send them something in the mail. So a personalized note, some stickers, maybe. And like my kids just light up when something shows up in the mail. And from a client perspective, like for us, like we get bills, we get junk, we get nothing good in the mail, but that thoughtful personal note can really be a good connection tool. So don't forget about all of these tools that you have at your disposal. You don't always have to be chasing that shiny new object when it comes to, you know, to any way to connect. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, here this summer at um, CIA Global Asset Management, what we did is we put out what we call our, our summer series for yeah. advisors, you know, to leverage, um, you know, throughout the summer months, where typically are quieter months and are, are a good time to connect with your clients on a personal level. And like you said, they want to see things at times that is not finance related. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and your analogy is great, Ryan, for for me, if I think back, you know, if I'm a client, what do I like to hear, you know, from time to time, or, you know, just to talk about, you know, everyday things that that are common to both of us. And, um, and absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the, the other thing that I wanted to talk about here, too, is, is just how to be more intentional. And in mm-hmm. your blog, you, you highlighted four areas, and I'm unfortunately going to add another one to the shelf. And I, I think it hopefully sure. under, underscores them all. Um, but it's, it's intention. And in, in the physical world, and I'm using air coats, but we are, we benefit from those collisions or proximity for our relationship building in, in why are there so many relationships that started in the office or at school? Well, people were in close proximity, naturally relationships start because we're essentially forced to interact. Right. Mm-hmm. So on the digital side, these collisions aren't as frequent. And unless an algorithm decides to push some content into my face, like it, it's really not the same. So we building relationships digitally, we really need to be intentional in our efforts. 
any tips potentially you've encountered for advisors on how to be more intentional in their digital relationship building? Oh, for sure. I think intention can, can go a long way. Clients can, can feel when an advisor is being genuine in their approach. So I think during their conversations with clients, advisors need to use empathy and uh, listen intently. And intent can also be felt in the activities that are not business related. So advisors should be connecting with their clients on their personal social networks. It, sh- it really shows intent to connect with the client on a personal level and deepens the relationship further. You know, research shows that clients are more likely to do business with an advisor if they're connected with them on their personal social media pages. I, I love that. And you need to give before you get though. And it, it's mm-hmm. a tough one for me because I tend to keep things to myself a little bit and sharing personal information helps create that reciprocation. You, you mm-hmm. help build those relationships. People feel they have to share as well. And um, there was an individual in, in a past walk of life for me, he took me under his wing for a brief period. It was amazing, amazing coach. Um, and he knew that I could talk business and, and, talk about anything, you know, when it came to the business, but that personal side to my approach was really lacking. So what he tasked me with was getting a piece of personal information about every one of my clients. And it was something that I couldn't just find on their social or on their website. And I had to track it. And then we would talk about it. And then I would have to send them content about these things that I'd learned over time. And it was like just a, an amazing experience exercise to focus in on building that connection. Um, And in terms of digital engagement, it's a great strategy to employ. Don't pivot to business until you've laid that personal foundation. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And at times we we see advisors know they'll be connected uh, on the business side before the personal side. No, they'll connect afterwards, you know, and um, try and cement that relationship afterwards. Um, there's no, there's no perfect recipe, right? There's no, sometimes you, you, you've been referred to a client and it's strictly business. It's a a complete business approach there. There was no need for that personal relationship building beforehand, but to your point, yes. I mean, if if you can find out something personal about every single one of your clients, well, you're, you're definitely winning on the relationship side and definitely it's a challenge throughout this digital environment, especially if it's a new client that you've recently onboarded, you know, during the pandemic, you haven't met them yet in person. So that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. However, you know, you should challenge yourself if you're an advisor to really go that extra mile because the clients will really appreciate that. You know, and if we put that, we, we put ourselves in their shoes, you know, in a digital environment, they're not meeting many people face to face either. They're not interacting on a business level with many people either. So, you know, whether it's their accountant, whether it's their lawyer, um, you know, they want to be interacting often. They want to be talking about things that are common, you know, to, to both of them, you know, some commonalities that they're both going through, they're both experiencing. And um, I think if investment advisors, you know, put that focus there uh, throughout this this continued digital experience that we're going to, we're not sure when it's going to quite end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really going to make all the difference. And um, and if we talk about, you know, customer retention, we talk about loyalty. Um, if I'm a client and, and my advisor is going that extra step to talk to me about, you know, my day-to-day challenges that that are not related to, to, to my finances, I, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. And my loyalty level definitely increases. Hmm. I think where I want to question is one last thing. And, and I'm going to go to 
to CRMs or or some of you know client tools that that we have that are out there at our disposal, sure. um, and an alphabetical list of your clients might not be the best course of action to take. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that what that brings us to is segmentation, and most of us think about segmentation in terms of demographics or location or maybe interest, um, but having a well structured email segmentation, mm-hmm. for example, is an excellent way to incorporate digital. Use some of these high points that we've mentioned throughout the course of our conversation and uncovering these these abilities to connect personally. So for example, you've got that great article you talk about, maybe it's university costs. So you send that to your, your single clients. Well, it's not going to hit the mark. So building out segments for your content distribution is, is a great best practice. Anything further to add when it comes to digital segmentation, Claudio? Oh, yeah. So when we're talking about um, segmentation, I'm going to circle back to where we mentioned personalization. So mm-hmm. here is a trend that's been, you know, emerging not only in, in the financial service industry, but in, you know, almost every industry um, across the globe is when we're talking about segmentation, the new way to approach clients is using personas. Mm-hmm. And personas differ a bit than the traditional approach. So as, as you mentioned, the traditional approach typically uses demographics and different levels to measure um, how you want to segment your segment your, your your clients, but the messaging is often the same, and the offering has often been the same. Mm-hmm. And what needs to change is how you approach this targeted communication. Mm-hmm. And if we if we talk about an example of personas, personas need to be broken down into life stages. And right. an advisor typically partners with a client throughout their, you know, throughout their journey, whether it's a financial journey, a life journey, there's different stages and personas should be carved out in those stages. So if we're giving examples, perhaps we're looking at, you know, at a young investor could be right now we're looking at millennial investors and these millennial investors will have different needs going through different life stages mm-hmm. and obviously have different revenues um, than someone at the peak of their career mm-hmm. or somebody pre-retirement so those personas need to be built out because number one the offering needs to be tailored to them and number two the messaging also needs to be tailored to them so when we're talking about segmentation i think the best way to segment going forward is to create these personas and when we're connecting with them digitally um your your interaction your engagement is different your your approach your messaging your Everything from A to Z should be really tailored to give them that personalized feeling that what I'm receiving is really is really perceived to be for me and mm-hmm. not something that would be maybe, you know, if you put yourself in a client shoe, say, well, this this communication would really be applicable to, let's say, my parents. Yeah. So you don't want that situation to happen. And yeah. I think now you have all the tools possible in your toolbox to make that happen. There's a lot of points that I would love to dive into and unwrap there, but we're, we're getting close to the end of the time uh, that we had carved out and, you know, I'll just wrap up by saying cultivating these, this trust digitally, increasing these levels of customer service and and continuing to provide that qualified advice. You know, you listen with empathy, find ways to personalize, you know, adding human touches to your elements digitally. It's phenomenal ways in which to continue to build your relationships um, through a digital medium. 
Um, any parting thoughts from your end, Claudio, before we wrap up? Well, you know, I'll, I'll refer to um, some research again that, that, we, uh, that we saw this year from Deloitte. And in, in 2021, from their people surveyed, 60% and over plan to embrace digital communication even more in the coming years. So mm. from what I'm, you know, from wrapping this up with, with a parting thought would be embrace digital communication, embrace it the best way you can in your business, integrate it in your strategy um, if you haven't done so already, because your clients are expecting this from you. Hmm. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Um, I want to thank you for spending some time with me today on the, the podcast, Claudio. I really enjoyed it and appreciate it. Absolutely, and, Ryan. And, and thank you for having me. Uh, you're, you're welcome. And, and for those that, that listened, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe to our channel. It's Consulting Insights. It's where you can find CI Advisor Consulting's podcasts such as this one. And you hear topics that highlight practice management, tax, estates, financial planning, and more. So please subscribe on your platform of choice. Thanks everyone again for listening. And please remember to tune in for the next episode where we'll be back discussing thoughts and insights that you can work and incorporate into your business. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment.